So welcome to Kelly's Being You podcast. Today is actually guest episode. I'm so excited. Today here, you can see the Jorge Ernesto transformational coach. It's here. I'm so excited. He's also very close to me and friend of mine and also colleague. And he is multi-talented person. But today, actually, I want to pull out of his first-hand experience of being a gay. This, today's topic is LGBTQIA+, and more and more. So if I miss oh, some of you, I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is only my knowledge. So today I want to ask Jorge about his experience, but more why I'm, I'm doing this, because I have a lot of dear friends who is the community and um, we got on so well and, and we, we love them so much. You know, they have a lot of like love, but I don't think I have enough knowledge to understand them fully. And also I wanted to have this opportunity for you, the listeners, audience, that understanding more about this community, you know. Um, I know some people may have a different kind of uh, concept about this community or any other community, but this podcast is for everybody become who you really are and shine on your own light. That's the main purpose of doing this. So accepting who you are and the shine. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation today with Jorge. So first of all, I, I will welcome the Jorge. Thank you very much for coming in here today. Well, first of all, thank you for having me as your guest. And I'm very excited to talk to you and uh, share my experience and my knowledge as far as the LGBTQ uh, plus community. And um, again, if I forgot something, I, I'm entitled to that as well, you know, because it's an all-inclusive uh, community. And uh, with that being said, I am very excited to, uh, to answer and to give my, my point of view. Thank you so much, Jorge. That's so amazing. Thank you. And today is actually pod podcast is recording on the 30th of June, 2023. And the June has been the Pride Month. And actually, I'm in here in Mexico City. Oh my God, my voice. Mexico City. And I had the first experience of <clears throat> Mexico City Pride. So that was quite, quite a thing. I usually have this uh, Pride experience. In mostly in London, but once I was in Amsterdam, that's the weekend away, and that happened to be the gay pride, uh, the festival. Can you imagine? <clears throat> I don't know wherever I go, I just have this experience of this, you know, gay pride and LGBTQ right? So to for me to know more about it, so like amazing. I don't know what happened to my my voice, but don't worry. This is your place, Jorge. So yeah. <laughs> And so I, let's start with um, about mm, some people who don't understand about why gay pride, what is about, you know, what's the meaning behind it. So if you can briefly um, explain about what the gay pride is about. Yes, of course, I'd love to share that. And uh, well, gay pride actually started as riots in New York City in 1969. In fact, it was June 28th, which was two days ago would have marked uh, the, the, the anniversary, the 54th 
54 years of um, when the first riot. So it was at the Stonewall Inn uh, bar in New York City when the police went in there to break up the, go in there and raid and arrest the gays that were in this bar. And they were expected to be routine and for the gays to just walk out and be arrested. But this time they fought back and they fought back for five days, five days of riots because we as gay people that we owe it to them wanted to be seen and heard and not felt less than. We believe that nobody should be involved in our bedrooms. That's our decision who we love. love. We don't get in nobody's business is what they do in their privacy. And everybody seems to be wanting to get into the private part of what we do. And that has nothing to do but between myself and my partner or themselves and their partners and what they choose to do. So yes, so this is, uh, yeah, it's been 54 years, 54 years since the riots. And this is why we have gay pride parades. It's not a big party. It's not a celebration. It's because we are fighting and we are fighting more than ever right now for our rights to not be taken away and for our liberties to not be taken away. We want to be equal, just like everybody else. You know, we love just like everybody else, you know, we don't tell you who you need to love. So why are we being told who we need to love and what is right and what is wrong? You know, you can't bring religion into this. You know, this is who we are. And we, many of us are very spiritual, very loving, very kind. Get to know us, do not be afraid. It's more people are afraid of who we are. You know, each person is individual. Each person is unique. Each person has a story and we have to listen to that story. Wow. Thank you so much. It was really like a complete like understanding of this why, how this gay pride started. And thank you very much. You know, while I was listening, I really felt in my heart like little pain, I have to say, because I'm like a feeling person. I can feel energy. And when you are really putting your heart out to, to share about this knowledge and and actually how much struggle is behind of this pride. Thing. because now it's like you know just go to party just to have a good time so that kind of like a pride but actually this was the meaning that the, the day that the community wanted to stand up right no yep. more i'm accepting bs right why do i have to get treated that, like that way we are equal you know so i can really feel the like strength of doing that because so what, what, what do you think <clears throat> the, the 1969, the, up to that point, people had been like tolerating, you know, the inequality or injustice or, you know, whatever that happened. But then at that point, what, what was like a shift do you think? What was like a, the internal um, like feelings or, or, or things that they wanted to actually fight back? It was time. That people, I mean, people have been have been gay since the the beginning of time. You know, it's not something you become. It's something that we are born with. And in 1969, in New York City, they were tired that they cannot be themselves and enjoy themselves and have a drink and go dancing and kiss their partner. You know, they 
why would anybody want to stop that? You know, so what's happening now, again, I mean, what's, it seems like we're, we're regressing in time where you want to put us out. And, and, you know, so many countries where it's against the law, so many countries you're killed, you're beheaded, you're thrown off of buildings because of religion instead of, of who we are and what we feel inside. How, how are we supposed to live and not love somebody? That's just, that's just not gonna happen. We love who we love and, and that's really all there is to it. I think in 1969, people finally stood up for them and they're allies and that's what we need. We need support from people who support gay people, parents, uncles, cousins, friends, you know, we, children who's, you know, not, you know, whose family are gay need to stand up for, for our rights and we will continue to fight for our rights. No, no, thank you very much for that. You know, what came to me was, again, that date, 1969, is quite significant for me. Uh, what was that is I am following the Hare Krishnas, so I'm following the Hare Krishnas, which is like a more like hippie movement in that time. And you say New York, that's also the movement started in 1969. It's like a coincidence with that because I can feel, because everything is energy, like you said. You know, before that, they've been struggling, but that time was something shifted in the planet level, like in the energy level. The hippies, whatever they want to be, they want to against the government. They don't want to live like a norm, right? They want to live who they are, right? They want to love and peace, right? So like, like that was very significant. So for me, it was like something really clicked. That's why I wanted to ask you more about this thing. So, so yeah, goosebumps, goosebumps, like always. Thank you so Everywhere. much for that. I know, thank you so much for that. So now I want to move into, um, because you mentioned just now that the being gay is not like a choice, just it's you. So from your point of view, your understanding of this, can you tell me more about why this is not like a choice, but it's like more innate from through your experience? Could you elaborate with that? Absolutely. Um, as a child, um, I want to say three, four years old, I remember playing with dolls. My sisters, I used to go hide. Even at three, nobody told me not to play with them, but I was hiding because they were not my dolls. They were my sister's dolls. And I would play with the Barbies and I would brush their hair and I would change their clothes. That's not something, that just came naturally. That just came organically from me. I loved Barbie and I wanted to comb her hair. And, you know, there was something inside of me that was organically, it was not something that I chose, you know, it was just something that I felt and something that's inside of me. You know, nobody chooses to be gay, much less be hurt and go through pain all our lives. Why would any of us want to choose that? It's just something that we are born with, you know? especially like intersex, there's, there's people who are born with both sexes and people don't even realize that, you know, they have both anatomy and people don't understand that that's scientific. <laughs> you know, you ha could have both down there, you know, and, and people just think, nope, just boy or girl, boy or girl, no, it's not that way. You know, the science shows how you know, you could have so many chromosomes of the X or the Y, you know? So, you know, definitely as a child, 
it's not something that I ever chose. I wasn't attracted to boys. That came later on in life. You know, that came on later on in life that my attraction was towards men as I got older. You know, it's like I, I had girlfriends. I had girlfriends growing up, but that's what we were supposed to do. You know, that's what society told us to do. And I enjoyed you know, having girls, but they were my friends. I would comb their hair. <laughs> Come over here, let me do your hair. <laughs> let me dress you. Let me put your makeup on. <laughs> but you know, it's not it's not until I finally fell in love with a with a with a boy. And you know, it was felt beautiful and it felt right and it felt correct for me. No, thank you very much. It's very insightful. So here, like I said, I am like as a play person, I really purely want to know about this knowledge so that I can understand more. And I, I'm supporting, but I want to understand more. And also the audience who want to know more about it or maybe who are actually going through, you know, they're not sure if they are the only one such gender or not, right? So they're, they're going through, and I know people who are actually going through a little bit you know struggle and confusion at the moment so by opening up this like from your first experience so that they can also support you and it's okay right um to get support right if you don't know you you, you can know more than because knowledge is a power right very interesting thank you very much for sharing that for me what was very intriguing was even nobody told you not to play with the door but you were hiding it you know we say like you know you are in the closet, right? You you are like in the closet. And you I come out from the closet, closet, right? And very very interesting because three or four years old, they are not so aware. But how 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 you did that? You know, without somebody told you, but you know that you are playing your door. You saw like organically. You say organically you are playing, but you are hiding it. Mm -hmm. So, do you remember the feeling you had? You are really enjoying it. But at the same time, you have to hide. What was like in your inside? I was time? scared. I remember being scared. I was being scared that they would see me playing with the dolls. I didn't want my sisters or my mom. I didn't want anybody to see me playing with the dolls. So I would do it in secret. And, and when I was playing with the dolls, I felt like myself. I felt I loved it. But at the same time, I was always scared that I was gonna get caught and in trouble. And I don't know why I would have been in trouble. And I think the reason I thought I'd be in trouble is because they were not my dolls. They were my sister's dolls. So maybe that was the fear that was there also that I'm not, that I'm playing with somebody else's toys that I'm not supposed to be playing with. Mm. So you're saying because you are using somebody um things that what what that was it it's not nothing to do with like a typical thinking that you know stereotype that the boys should play like this or girls should play like this so you didn't have that kind of i didn't understand that at that time i didn't understand that i just knew that i was scared you know so i did not understand i i just knew that boys didn't get dolls you know, boys do, boys get trucks, not dolls, but I didn't want the trucks. My sister did. <laughs> I have a lesbian sister. <laughs> so, so, you know, but we need 
is also interesting. Yeah, my older mm. sister, uh, Vicky, is lesbian. Yeah, she's also interesting. Than, yeah. Wow. Like, okay, can you tell, tell about, about her? You know, how was, I mean, through your eyes, how was her life unfolding since she was little and embracing who she is now? Well, my sister was always very athletic and uh, played sports growing up. And she joined the military. She joined the Navy when she was 17 years old. And so she went into this, you know, very tough military uh, job in the Navy. And I remember when she came home from the Navy and she picked me up and she, go, she goes, I need to talk to you. And I was probably maybe a sophomore or a junior in high school. And she goes, I need to tell you something. I'm a lesbian. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I'm gay. <laughs> so we both came out to each other at the same time, you know, and we were like, oh. And, and now she's like my rock. She's everything to me. I have such a great relationship with her. And she's like, she knows everything. And we talk to each other about everything. So very happy to have a lesbian sister. And I'll tell you something else. I have a gay nephew and I have a trans niece who is in transition into boy, from a girl to a boy. And because her aunt and uncle, their aunt and uncle were out, they always felt comfortable and supported for them to come out, you know? So we always tell them, be yourself. You know, you are who you are, you know, it gave them confidence to be themselves because we were confident in who we were. Yeah. Wow, thank you very much. This is so amazing. But I think what amazing was you had like a support from the day you came out, right? Because yeah. you and your Vicky can just say like that. It's how actually fortunate, I think, because I also, I had from different people and also my friend, my experience as well, it wasn't the case. Uh, it's always like a struggle and you have to always hide and people judging them and stuff like that. So in, from that point of view, you're kind of fortunate in, in one way, like you had somebody who could fully understand you, right? Your yeah. sister, Vicky, and you see you're also your family nephew and your, yeah, all this. Wow, that's so amazing. And, and I'm very curious because you said that when you came out to your sister, because you say four years younger, so you are like around 13 years old. Is that correct? No, I think I, no, she was already what? in the military. She was already like oh. 20. So I could have been 20. 16, 17. You're, you're 16, yeah. 17. So, so I was by already that time, getting older, you know? Yeah, 16, 17, right? So, so that time you are fully aware that you are gay. Is that right? I, I knew that I liked boys, but I had to hide it. I had to hide okay. it. And I, I was attracted to boys, but I, you know, everybody else knew that I was gay. Believe me, I, I would run or throw a ball and they're like, oh, he's gay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, I see. So people I, I can see you. I got bullied throughout school uh, because everybody called me faggot, which is a yeah. horrible word. They all yeah. called me gay and I got beat up all the time you know because they thought i was gay and i didn't come out to them you know 
in fact, on the, my, my last day of high school, on graduation, when I went to get my diploma, they booed me. They went, boo, they booed me when I got my diploma. And that's because they, they, because I was gay. And that was one of the most hurtful, painful, you know, I already had a lot of pain growing up being gay by being beat up and called names every day, pretty much. And the last day of school, I said I would never go back to that school or talk to any of those people ever again. They hurt me so bad, you know, but forgiveness, forgiveness goes a long way because I went to my 25 year high school reunion and I showed up at myself and I was so proud and everybody loved me and everybody accepted me and people said, I'm sorry for treating you bad. And that in itself shows what forgiveness can do, you know, forgiveness for myself more, more than anything, you know, so that I could go on and do these amazing things to help other people. Wow, thank you so much. This is really, ooh, it must be so hard at that time. But I see that you kind of completed your circle, right? That your experience of like being gay or people perceive you as a gay and going through all the pain. And you said about the graduation, you know, you were booed. But then you started your own journey going inside and you love yourself. And then like you come to, the point where you truly forgave yourself and forgave those people who hurt you and you showed up in 25 year reunion and um, the amazing thing is they also recognize i mean they accepted you but they, they, they recognize that they hurt you so much and they apologized to you yeah so, what, what was the feeling that time when they apologized to you in your, just on your face what, what was your feeling inside i thought i was on oprah winfrey show <laughs> I had my Oprah moment <laughs> because um, there was a boy who used to hit me in the head. Every time he walked by, he would hit me on the top of the head, like with his fist. And he hated me. He made my life miserable. And I saw him at the reunion and I got scared. I thought I was back to seventh grade. I thought I was back in school. I felt like that little hurt boy again. And I didn't want to show up to the after the football game, after the high school um, football game, because we went for, you know, for the homecoming. And I told his wife, I, I talked to his wife, I was talking to her, I go, you know, your husband hurt me really bad throughout school. And she goes, oh, me too. And we started laughing. So I guess they went home. And when they came back, he pulled, he goes, can I talk to you? And I'm like, yes he goes i want i'm so sorry for what i put you through in school you know i do i do apologize for that and i was like wow <laughs> i felt so light and i left there so happy and i felt like somebody i didn't think this was ever possible that somebody could actually apologize for being so mean to me and he did and i forgave him and he accepted me and yeah it was it was a beautiful feeling a beautiful beautiful feeling wow thank you so much that's, that's so beautiful and i'm kind of feeling that because of what you got this you know, apologize from from him your bully i'm feeling that because you like you say first you forgive yourself so you're going through your like, inner journey 
um, to become who you are right now, right? You know, you are fully accepting as a gay person, you're understanding more other people, you forgive, you've got lots of love to give, and you want to help other people also, right? Um, that, that's, that's, just, that's just so uh, amazing. I, I can really see, actually, no, this has happened because of the universe. This happened because you're determined to heal yourself, determined yes. to change your destiny. Yes. Is it, how does it resonate with you? Can you it does resonate with me because, you know, I used to, you know, I'm also a survivor of, you know, of molestation and, and rape. And, you know, I had to heal all of that and forgive all of what those people who caused this to me you know, because obviously I've always been a little bit feminine uh, growing up and adults see that and take advantage of that. And, um, and me being innocent, uh, they took my innocence away. And so I had a lot of trauma. I had a lot of trauma for a long time until I finally uh, knew that I could use this trauma to better myself and to better other people and tell this story that I'm telling right now because we can get better and there is help and there is assistance. And with the help of my life coach and with the help of the Jay Shetty community, I have been able to grow and I have been able to, to express full hearted who I am every day, waking up with gratitude, waking up with happiness and, and, and living with a purpose to help and to make happy, you know, happy happens. You know, it does happen. People say shit happens. I say happy happens. <laughs> you know, because happy does happen because it happened to me. Oh, well, Jorge, thank you very much for so open and vulnerable with me and with this audience because I think this is a lot to, to everybody because we all have kind of like a trauma or some sort. Everybody has something, but they're not willing to share or they're not ready to share. And as I can see that you are willing to share because you know by you sharing is actually benefiting others. It means you really healed, you really did your work. That's, yeah. that's my understanding. How is yeah. it for you? Is, is, that, is that, yeah? Absolutely. Um, I've never been afraid to share because I know that there's so many people just like me and not necessarily gay, but all people who have experienced similar things like I have there's you know people who have been uh you know taken advantage of or beat up and abused and there's so much of that you know hatred and anger out there and everybody needs to everybody has a story and know that the more you share and you, somebody find somebody to talk to find somebody to to you know, confide in and and get the right resources and help and community to get yourself in, you know, surround yourself with, because that is what makes you shine, you know, that's what gives us that bright star so that we can keep going. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. But it's so true, so true. And so I want to ask one thing because I know maybe some people are in the same position like you in, in the past. And what was for you that 
helped you most to start your healing journey, start forgiving yourself, start forgiving other people? I definitely have always reached out to any kind of metaphysical uh, self-development books. I always read, I always read them. I felt more connected to that, but I also self-sabotaged myself along the way because I didn't want to let go of a life that I already knew it was a troubled life. But I think my pain, I didn't want no more pain. I didn't want to feel sad. I didn't want to cry anymore. You know, I, I wanted to, I wanted to understand what it felt like to feel happy, to feel accepted, to feel, to accept myself and to forgive. So learning the art of forgiveness was, was big on me. I held on to anger for a long time and I didn't want to hang on to that anymore. I wanted to, um, I wanted to let that go. So definitely my pain is what led me to like, I can't live like this no more. I have to find my happy. Thank you. So do you think like if you remember any like event, because you say about you, you like to read this book, self-help book, but before that something like shifted inside of you, like do you have any like event or somebody talked to you or you heard something? Do you remember anything that really like a pivot your this moment from unhappy to happy? Well, you know, after like, I had hit rock bottom. I was a, a very big drug addict and um, with drugs comes a lot of sex and multiple partners. And I had reached my limit. I ended up in the hospital, but, and I had, you know, relationships were not working. And I have a life coach, uh, that a friend suggested, and her name is Claudia Marquez, who I owe everything to. Claudia Marquez is a Cuban uh, life coach that lives in Puerto Rico. And Claudia started coaching me for free because I didn't have the resources to pay her. And she guided me to heal that inner child. And when she helped me see that that child was innocent and helped me let that child know that that child is safe now that I right now will be taking care of that inner child for the rest of my life. When I took responsibility for that child is when my eyes started opening and when my opportunities started coming to me. So yeah, I, I definitely have a person and Claudia Marquez had it not been for her, she saw something in me. She saw the beauty in me. She saw the love in me that I didn't see in myself. Wow, that's so amazing. So, so, so basically you also had this opportunity or you reached out to this life coach in Claudia. So that's how real transformation started. And yeah. you understand about you in a child and connect with that and your innocence, your happiness and all this. Wow, that's yeah. so amazing to see. And then maybe can I ask, so now you are the transformational coach and you got, first, first you got help by this life coach. So how was this like, relationship, you becoming coach? Is there any link to that? So again, like Claudia said, she goes, you need to tell your story. And the more I would see her, the more she's like, you should become a life coach. <laughs> she told me because 
I did all the work that was asked. I was like the perfect, the perfect client, should I say, because I was serious about healing. I was serious about finding that. And I got more and more energy. The more I, I got involved, the more healing I got, the more podcasts. Jay Shetty came into my life. Uh, I felt a huge connection to Jay Shetty. I felt that that's what I wanted to do. And then I joined Genius, uh, Jay Shetty's Genius. And I was listening to all these workshops and then Jay Shetty School. And then I got involved with the Jay Shetty Certification School. And I never thought I could be this. And I did this for myself. You know, I failed at everything I believed until I finally won, until I finally, finally, you know, became a transformational coach. And this is why I am a transformational coach, so that I can show others how, how we can transform, just be patient and graceful with ourselves and forgive ourselves. We are not those people anymore. We're not our, our past. We are who we are today, right now. How powerful that you are the survivor of, you know, like child abuse molestation and also being subjected to be bullied because of who you really are um, but you chose happiness you chose light you chose healing and you worked on yourself and you reached out and you really transformed your life so that now you actually want to share the, all the knowledge that the experience that you, you, you gain for the benefit of others um, so can you tell me about you now being a coach and what kind of helpful what, what's your mission really as a coach and impacting this world uh, are, are you saying what's my mission uh, sorry it was like a very word <laughs> sorry what was because of all this experience that you experienced now you are transform transformative coach and what's the your mission in this world as a transformational coach well, definitely um, changing lives. Uh, changing lives is my mission. Changing, I want people to be happy. I want people to understand that they can be happy. I think the more happy people we have and the more uh, all that pain goes away, all that sadness goes away, all that hatred goes away and understand that people are beautiful and that people uh, want to love and, and be free to love who they love, who they, who they love, what they want to love, but most importantly, learn how to love themselves. You know, it starts with, it starts with us. It starts with loving you, loving yourself first, because like RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> you know? That's, that's amazing. Thank you very much for sharing that. So that's the best of your journey. So, and one thing, if you have some advice on people who are maybe like a transition in their life, you know, they want to really come out from their closet or they're exploring their sexuality or who they are, but they don't get lots of like support, let's say, or they are facing a lot of obstacles and maybe they hate themselves or maybe some people are more like extreme to hurting themselves. So, do you have any advice from all your experience that what would you like to say to them yeah well i know how difficult some of these small countries and some of these places are where they don't have 
any support whatsoever. You know, we're fortunate to live in these big, in these countries where we have support pretty much everywhere. There's uh, communities, your local community, your local LGBTQ, um, IA plus community, you know, you, you, you definitely could go there to get advice. You know, I know Chicago had this amazing community uh, called the, the Center of Halstead where, you know, underprivileged uh, children whose parents have kicked them out, they go and get support. You know, definitely uh, if there's anyone you could talk to, but definitely don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Maybe you'll find a friend who's of your same age where you could talk to about, don't try to experiment um, the sexuality part just yet, get the mental part in order first so that you could understand it. So many, many go straight into the sexual part where we haven't fully developed our mental part. You know, so, you know, a lot of trans, a lot of, you know, my, my niece who's, uh, who's going, nephew now, who's in trans, you know, you have to get, you have to be mentally ready to make that decision. You can't just say, oh, I want to be a boy. Well, there's a lot that goes to it. And you have to find uh, the resources. You have to find uh, the community, you know, in each city for you to go look for that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I think this is very, very useful what you say. And it's so true. You can't do it by yourself, that that thing. Um, but then maybe... I want to ask you, like, what kind of mindset? Let's say um, some somebody hasn't got anybody right now, okay, and they're suffering in silence. But what kind of like mindset or like affirmation or anything could help them to going through the, this this transition, you know, in the right right way to get support? Well, definitely understand. I mean, we always have to reflect on ourselves and understand that you know, where we are at, if we don't have the support, you know, the internet is huge. There's support online, you know, there's support, there's people there to help you. So, you know, you, you, you could just go online and find support and, you know, type in support coming out, you know, coming out is a big uh, gay, you know, slogan, you know, when people, come out of the closet you know we no longer you know closets are for clothes not for not for humans you know so um, definitely your mindset is to be patient and graceful with yourself and look for assistance look for help find go online and and look for it if you don't have uh, a facility to meet people in person you know I, I remember I was so scared to go to my first gay bar that I stayed in the car the entire night while my friends went inside. <laughs> I didn't want people to know, you know, but gradually little steps, <laughs> I was able to break down that door and, and come out, you know? No, yeah, thank you very much for that. So you were saying that actually like support is not so far, but just to walk one click away in online, that's, you can start, you can start small. And I really liked it before, a little bit go back. You said first you have to mentally understand about who you really are and then go into the sexual part or your body part. And that was, I think, very, very helpful because um, 
like I, I, I don't know anything, but from only the little knowledge that I have from perception that we just want to experiment the first as a body, body part, and yeah. then see the how thing goes. But I think because from your experience and I can see that, yes, I think that make, makes sense because any like a transformation, everything actually comes from inside, right? It's like mentally inside, then manifest outside. So it, yeah. this, that does really make sense so much. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. And um, I, and last things I want to ask you is that, like, like for example, me, I, I say I'm a lay person, okay? Although I, I support and I love them so much, right? Like yourself. But from your point of view, what lay person should do and shouldn't do in front of the LGBTQIA plus community people? Well, one thing that definitely comes to mind is not question what happens in the bedroom. That's nobody's business ever. Do not ask who's the boy, who's the girl. That is one of the most shallow questions anybody could ever ask and very disrespectful because that's nobody's business if you want to get into somebody's bedroom. That is something that's a huge no-no in the community. And don't assume, if you had a question, definitely ask, but do not do it in a big forum in front of a whole bunch of people to cause embarrassment because sometimes that person is not out yet. So, you know, if you have a question, go straight to the source and not in a public forum. So yeah, that's, that's my biggest, that's what comes to mind to me. Wow, thank you very much. This is because I wasn't aware. So I, I really actually you helped me like open up my eyes. Yes, now I'm aware. Thank you so much for that. And what what we should do as a lay person, what we should do in front of you? Well, I mean, if if you are an ally already, just be yourself and let and let us be ourselves because there's nothing like having somebody feeling uncomfortable and not being themselves in a situation. If you don't feel comfortable, walk away. It's easy, but be kind and polite and walk away. So just as long as you're comfortable with who you are and being who you are, then continue to do that. You know, don't ask silly questions, you know, especially for trans people. Like, do you still have that piece down there? You know, your private parts. That's none of your business. None of your business. You know, just just keep. Do you want to see? <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, don't. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, thank you for for that. So, what about if some people want to get to know you, community, but because they don't have a lot of knowledge, they're very afraid because they don't want to offend you, they don't want to you know embarrass you anyway. But actually, they want to come to you. They want to be friend with you. Um, so, what advice? for them if you befriend them just be friends friends happen organically you can't force a friendship you can't force if even within gay community we, we can't force friendships there's a connection there's a connection it doesn't matter your sexuality it's going to happen organically so you know if they want to be friends with a gay person then be friends don't question it just be friends that's so amazing. So basic, but then we forget, right? Like sometimes like, oh, because we don't know, we're afraid, we don't want to, you know, offend you or, you know, but just to be yourself. This is the purpose of this podcast. The kid is being you, just to be, be who you, you are and they shine 
your own light and be rainbow just so amazing yeah, yeah thank yeah. you so much for that amazing amazing so that now the come to the end yes and i know um i don't want to like do like a long long one because but i have lots of things to you know discuss this thing this is not the end maybe part one part two whatever i'm, I'm really hoping that um so the end like last message that you want to come across to the listener who are uh, who are supporting you in this community and all who are curious about this community who want to be friends with you um so do you have any last message that you wanted to say yes um the message i want to put out uh today and thank you for having me today and, and being able to express myself and say and say what I, all, all that i had to say raw and organic and 100 myself but equality we are all equal, we all bleed the same, and we all have the same casket when we die. So equality, treat us equally, be kind, be kind to us, support us. We do not deserve to be treated badly. We deserve to be loved for who we are and stay out of our bedrooms. Thank you so much. Oh my God, I'm like, oh, a little bit emotional. And because, I mean, first of all, thank you very much for coming in this podcast and be who you really are here and open up your heart and be vulnerable with us, everybody. I so appreciate that. And I know this will impact many, many people's lives and they will change their, their like perception of this sometimes or they will open up their heart as well and love, you know, everybody who they are. So. Thank you. Really Thank you. Much. Thank you for and, having me. Yeah. And all the description, if you want to connect with him, you must connect with him because yeah, he's an amazing person. As you can see, that he's an amazing coach and as a person. And also he achieved this forgiveness. He achieved the love that he wanted to, and he achieved who he is. So this is the like, proof that he's an amazing person and amazing coach. So if you want to work with him, and I will put everything on the description, or so you can message me as well. So please be connected with him. So thank you so much. Thank okay. you. Yay. Hugs. Happy pride. Happy pride. Happy pride. Rainbow. Happy pride. Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, listeners, so thank you very much for this episode. So see you next one. Be you and love and shining your colors always. Love you. Happy happens. <laughs> happy happens. <laughs>